0: This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. You're listening to Deadset Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a show dedicated to podcasting in Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. Hey friends, welcome back to Deadset Podcasting. My name is Josh. This is part three of my little mini-series that I've had going recently called Why I'm Returning to Podcasting in Stereo as Opposed to Mono. And I'm not sure if I left it in the final audio of part one of this little mini-series, but I had some sound problems that I think are being caused by my audio interface where I had a bunch of peaking. It turned out The further through the recording that I got, because I actually recorded this all in one go, it turned out that it got worse and worse and worse, and it was more peaks, and it was just going to become a real editing nightmare, and just a bit too much work, really, considering that as I went through the episode, I did get a little bit lost. There was a bit of a mix of emotions of anger and frustration with where the space is at, and me realising in real time that I've made a lot of decisions that were kind of being forced upon me and I'd convinced myself that I was okay with it at the time and it turned out that I wasn't so much in retrospect and most of that was producing shows in mono that would have sounded better and richer in terms of the soundscape and the stereo field if I'd left them in stereo. So all that to say, I'm actually re-recording today. I listened back to the whole thing Peaks included, where it was actually going above 0 dB and distorting. So I've got the feel of what i said, but I think I've had some time to think about it, and this will be actually more refined. So I'm in a slightly different location. I'm on the other side of my recording space, and I'm talking into a Sennheiser MD-46 on a boom stand, sitting on a couch, recording straight into my sound device's MixPre-6. So this side of the room, not quite as sound treated as my little kind of cave that's on the other side of the room, but I've moved all of my gobos, my portable sound treatment closer to me. So besides the microphone being different, hopefully you won't notice too much sound difference in the finished product. So today's episode is about if mono was the best choice for podcasting. Why do shows that create rich audio and get known for that most often put their podcasts out in stereo? These are the podcasts that would benefit most financially from going to Mono if they could because they have the most to lose financially by doubling or near doubling the file size. But they're stuck with stereo for creative reasons and also to get that rich sound. So they're sacrificing financially for the sake of the product. So I thought I'd just go through some shows you might have heard of and let you know what they're encoding it and whether it's stereo or mono. Obviously, lots of shows out there are in mono, but it is a strange thing that I discovered a lot of the shows that I checked that do use mono are also using hosts where they have upload limits or file size limits. So just keep that in mind. I'll let you work out what you think about that. So the first show that I checked out is the No Agenda show from Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Their hosting is actually provided for them, so obviously the cost of doing that is not a big issue. But they are a show that uses loads of sound clips and sound effects. So stereo really works for them, and they've stuck with that. So episode 1256 of No Agenda, two channels at 44.1 kilohertz. So when I say two channels today, I'm talking about stereo. Freakonomics Radio, number 423, two channels at 44.1, Joe Rogan Experience, someone who is predominantly talk and doesn't use the rich stereo field as much as most of the other shows I'm going to talk about today do, and he also has probably the longest show on average out of all the shows I'm talking about, number 1501, two channels, 44.1. Teacher's Pet. One of the best Australian made podcasts that I've heard. Pretty amazing production and story and the sounds and everything. Beautiful. I don't think they could have captured that in a mono format the way that they did. Teacher's Pet number one, episode one, two channels, 44 one. So now we're going to jump to a slightly different genre, maybe a lesser known show, but a show that people have an incredible amount of love for and passion. And that's Tom Merritt's Chord Killers, a show about streaming television, Two Channels 44.1. They're mostly talk, but they do use a lot of segment break sounds and clips from TV shows to start out the episode. And sorry, yeah, they're using Two channel 44.1, if I forgot to mention that. Now, the next show is actually by the gentleman that helped me discover Chord Killers, and that's Andrew Zarian, who I still think has the best recorded audio in podcasting that I've heard. When I hear it, it sounds like a real human being, just better. His show is called Mat Men. I don't actually listen to Mat Men, but I do listen to his other stuff. But I thought I'd choose Mat Men in case you've heard of it. Number 318, two channels at 48 kilohertz, which may make it sound better. Maybe that's what I'm hearing. I don't think my ears are that good or that they've been that well-trained, but he has awesome sound, two channels. Here's one that you're probably thinking of, a show that's been described as audio art, and that's Radiolab, and I checked out the episode called Octomum, two channels at 441. The next one's a really big Australian show, Hamish and Andy. Mostly talk, but they do use a lot of radio-style production. They have produced intros and segment breaks, and they also bring callers on. Hamish and Andy... Two channels at 44.1. The next one's really interesting. It's Serial. It's probably the show most people think of when they think of when did the rich audio, narrative storytelling type of show take a big leap into the public consciousness? It's probably with Serial for a lot of people. Season 1, episode 1, was actually in mono, which I was really surprised about. And I'm going to go back and listen to that because season 3, episode 1, is actually in stereo, two channels, 44.1. So I'm going to actually go back at some point and compare those two episodes because in my mind, the way that Serial told their story, I can't imagine that it would have worked as well in mono. But it was mostly voice and there wasn't a lot of full environmental sound and also music, really. So I'm going to check it out and let you know if there's any difference that I can hear there. The next show is by Bandrew Scott who does the podcast, his YouTube channel. So if anyone's going to have a high attention to detail for the voice recording quality and encoding, etc., it's going to be Bandrew. His most recent episode, episode 220 of the Bandrew Says podcast, two channels, and that's a .m4a file, so not an MP3. So I couldn't pull the encoding on that one because I was using a certain way of getting all these details and that wasn't actually on there. So he's using stereo and a non-traditional podcast format, probably just to prove a point that it works and it sounds really good. The next show is actually a show about making great-sounding audio. It's called How Sound from Transom.org, and I reviewed the episode called Leave in the Question, Two Channels 441. And the last one is another show that's well known and has a, a reputation for incredible sound scapes and using the audio field to tell a story, and that's Reply All from Gimlet, I reviewed episode 163, two channels 441. So what's all this about? I've just listed all these shows that you might have heard of, you might not of. They're all popular in their own genres. Obviously shows like Joe Rogan Experience and Serial, Hamish and Andy, they have profiles well beyond the podcast Landscape. They're getting massive amounts of downloads for their shows, so they're using a lot of bandwidth to get those shows out to people, but they still choose to do it in stereo because they obviously see there's some benefit there to their audience, to the listener, that they're hearing it in stereo as opposed to mono. Now, if you're clued into the industry, you're probably thinking, Josh, you've just listed off a whole heap of shows that have their own style of content delivery. Whether it's their own CDN, whether they're on a full enterprise solution, so it's something that we don't have access to as regular everyday podcasters. I get that you might be thinking that they have budgets to put it out in stereo, they have access to maybe more enterprise level content delivery. But to me, that only proves my point. These are shows predominantly that would benefit most from putting things out in mono because their audiences are so large that it's costing them a lot of money to deliver that audio to people. But they still go with stereo. So my question for you is, I guess once again, are you using the stereo field in the way that you can? Or maybe more so, the way that you would like to? Are you limiting yourself creatively just to to fit some arbitrary limit that someone else has put on you that you can only upload this amount of audio or you can only use a file that's this big the biggest shows and the shows that are most well known, particularly when their reputations like Freakonomics and Reply All, and even more so Radiolab, are built on how beautiful their shows sound and how well they're constructed. The stereo field enables much of that artistry that you're hearing. I don't think those shows would be the same, particularly when they're using environmental sound, if that was all squashed into a mono format. Okay. Thank you to Mark Asquith from Captivate.fm for the support on LinkedIn. I think we're simpatico there with our feelings on these monthly upload limits. I think we agree that they're kind of antiquated. And also I wanted to clarify one thing that I said incorrectly in the last episode. It was a poor choice of words more so. I mentioned that Captivate has a complex backend, but they managed to get it right somehow. What I should have said was they have a very sophisticated back end. Okay, buymeacoffee.com slash Pod to support the show you're listening to. If you would like your show edited, deadsetpodcasting.com slash services. If you happen to be another podcast editor and your workload is a little bit much and you need to subcontract out to someone where you can buy them for that cheap, cheap, cheap Australian dollar, I'm here and I'm ready to hear from you. I'd love to work with you. Hit me up on social media at Joshua C. Liston to talk about anything, really. Podcasting, tennis would be preferable, but there's none of that going on at the moment. I'm always up for a tennis chat. Okay, take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This episode was edited by Dead Set Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.